You are listening to the Addiction Support Podcast, episode number eight. Hi, Oak Creek Wellness family. Welcome to Addiction Support Podcast, where I talk with inspiring people who share their knowledge and experience of addiction and what's working for them. This is addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. I'm your host, Melissa Sue Tucker. Encouraging, inspirational, and life-changing content that makes a difference. Created specifically for you by OakCreekWellness.com. Hi guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. I do want to make a little note that I had released this podcast earlier, actually last Thursday, and was really unhappy with the sound quality, even though this is something I'm doing for free and I'm bootstrapping it. I just feel like you guys deserve the best that I can possibly provide. So I'm re-editing it and re-releasing it. My guest this week is Marcus Hansen. He is the CEO of Addiction Detox Centers. If you need to get a hold of them, the number is 866-671-5101. 866-671-5101. And if you're not quite ready to pick up the phone, that is a free phone call and it is completely confidential. But if you're not ready for that yet, he has a great resource that he gives you and that's IWillRecover.com. And that's mainly for heroin. Marcus's company helps families and people that are in a situation where they're addicted and they want to get treatment their company steps in and takes care of all of the legwork or a lot of the legwork. They'll do everything from speaking with family members, speaking with the person that's ready to go into rehab or ready to go into treatment. They will coordinate who, you know, based on those conversations, who they think is going to be the best interventionist, and they're going to coordinate them to work with the families. And um, his company takes care of getting the interventionist in there. The interventionist will work with the family. Marcus's staff reaches out to treatment centers. They work with your insurance company. They'll do negotiations. The, the treatment centers, depending on what the out-of-pocket cost is and what the family or what the person that's going in for treatment can afford. So they take care of a lot of the legwork. So please enjoy the podcast. If you have any questions, we're very serious. Go ahead and either email those to me at melissa at oakcreekwellness.com or you can leave the comments publicly on the show notes for this podcast. I'll get those to Marcus, you know, within 24 hours of receiving them. And then um, we'll either put them on a future podcast or make sure that he reaches out to you. He's very accessible. He's a wonderful man, personal friend. I know that he cares very much. So if you feel that you'd like to contact him, please give him a call. Thanks. I hope that you enjoy this podcast. Marcus, thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your story and the valuable information that you have to share as far as um, your company. I was wondering if we could start by you sharing how addiction has impacted your life and the story of how you lost your best friend. Sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> I will just be honest since we, you know, we've gone through the same, same work together. So I feel like I can, um, I get a little emotional when I talk about it. So, um, bear with me. Um, Jason uh, was my best friend since I was 12 and uh, <laughs> definitely made me the man I am now. Um, I can't say without a doubt. And uh, we we used to, to party a lot back in college and we knew how to have a good time. Um, unfortunately for him, it never stopped. 
and it continually grew and grew and grew um, until it was just too much for him to take. And there's a thousand different trains of thought as to why that actually happened. But you know, end of the day, he went through uh, the use of oxycotton uh, for an injury he had. Oxycontin led to basically any opiate he can get his hands on. Um, once Oxycontin got too expensive, um, as everyone else that I've talked to, um, turned into heroin. And it's cheaper, it's easier to get, which is pathetic and sad to say as an American, and that's the state that we're in. Um, but it's the truth. And he, uh, he continually used and tried to get treatment several times. Um, he did not have a service like ours, and I wasn't in treatment as well as I am now to help him. And he uh, ended up relapsing after going to um, a uh, the state facility there in Arizona, and he relapsed, and that put him into a coma, in a coma, and then he ended up passing away uh, due to a brain hemorrhage um, caused by intravenous drug use and the relapse that he went through. So he he didn't have the resources that. I think your podcast um, provides. Um, you didn't have the resources that my company companies provide also. Um, and I think that's that's why we do what we do. Um, like I said before, our services are 100% free um, to anyone who needs help, whether they um, have state-funded insurance or if they have private top-of-the-line insurance. Um, we're here to help them figure out how they can not be a statistic and how their friends and family can, can overcome where they are right now. Um, it's, it's a shame to see someone who had such a great future as an entrepreneur um, that Jason was go down that hill um, and slide so, so quickly. It was a very, 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 very quick change um, and not be able to help him. So that's why we do what we do. That's why I care so much about people who call us and, and ask. And I'm the CEO of the company, and I answer the phone because it's, that's important to me. And I'm probably going to use this first as an intro because the audio is so much better. So just to let everybody know what's going on here, we're speaking with Marcus Hansen, Addiction Detox Centers. So Marcus is the husband of a friend of mine. And Marcus and I were connecting about a year, maybe two years ago now, when I was looking at doing a rehab center. And um, he is 100% committed and has a huge heart for people that are dealing with addiction and family members that are dealing with addiction. And so Marcus's company helps people when they're ready to find help. He can talk to family, they can talk to family members and help them through the process of bringing in an interventionist. They can help you through the process of finding a good rehab center or treatment center. They help you navigate through the craziness that is insurance. And so those are the things that we're talking about here today. And I will try to patch this together as best as I can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah, we were talking earlier about what's most important, and this was cutting out really bad. So, I really want to get this. The most important thing is for somebody to get treatment and to get help. And you were saying the cost of an interventionist is what did you say about two thousand dollars, or starting at two thousand dollars? Yeah, most of them start around two thousand. Um, if individuals are in need as interventionists do not are not typically covered by insurance so um, we have partnerships whereby if if a loved one is ready and it's just a matter of having an interventionist come out and do it um, we would actually the company that I, I own would cover the cost um, of having that interventionist come out to you um, and, and 
make sure that whoever you're, you're, you're caring about who needs the help gets the help. Um, I'm a firm believer that financial situation should never deem whether or not someone who's addicted to a drug or alcohol should get help. So we're, we're there to help if we need to. Um, but yes, to answer your question, $2,000 is typically where it starts and then it goes all the way up to five to 6,000 for the good ones and then the crazy ones who have been on TV and think they're the most fantastic thing in the world are between 20 and 30. Wow. You know what? I think back to my brother that's passed away and, you know, there's times when I felt like I was strong and I could figure out and I could do it. I would give any amount of money to have him back. Like, yeah, to have somebody that's a professional that knows the emotional manipulation and everything else that's going on inside of that other person's brain, or maybe they don't know everything, but they they know the game and to help the family and help that person get help like that. And the fact that your company covers that is pretty phenomenal. So let's go back into that. So let's say you were saying earlier that say somebody's drunk, you have, you get drunk dials all the time <laughs> or they're right. high and they're like, Hey, it's time. I need help. Then what? So when they get to that point, it's, it's a matter of picking up the phone and it's a matter of, of us helping, helping you help them. And it's, it, it's different for every single person. I mean, the, the, the general way of the flow, uh, if you will, is to, Speak with them personally um, and really kind of understand who they are. Something that's missing a lot in the treatment side of, of the world is the, the connection. Um, there's a lot of money in rehab, a lot. And people are taking advantage of that in droves and making millions and millions and millions of dollars doing it. However, it does lower the quality that you're, that you're going to receive. So we try and get on the phone with the individual if possible speak with them and understand where they are, um, what they're using, how much are they using. Gives us an idea of need for detox, um, what interventionist would be the right one, because um, some are better than others for certain people. Um, we have one interventionist who's 6'7", 320 pounds, solid muscle. He's huge. He is for the, the big bad boy guy who needs to be told what he can and cannot do. That's who that is. And then we have the 72-year-old here in Fort Collins, Colorado, who helps us uh, with, with younger people because she has that, that great-grandmother feel to her. So we work with the individual to understand where they are, uh, work with the family to understand where they are, and then we put them in touch with the right interventionists. Um, while that's going on, the interventionists will work with the family, work with the, uh, the loved ones, and get a plan of action in place um, to actually meet. While that's happening, my staff and my team, my, myself included in that, will reach out to different treatment centers. Uh, we go through and look at, as we get information from the family, the interventionist relays that to us and says, um, there's a, a bit of depression here, um, a bit of bipolar, which then makes it a dual diagnosis situation, which means they need to go into a special level of care and treatment. They just can't go to a general treatment center. They can't, they can't operate and work with depression or bipolar or PTSD, whatever it may be. So while that whole process is going, we're speaking with treatment centers. We're understanding what the individual needs to be successful. Um, we also run the insurance at that point as well. And that helps us understand the cost that's coming to the family or to the individual for treatment. What are we looking at? And then we have a very honest to God conversation with the individuals involved about the cost and uh, never a fun conversation ever because it's not inexpensive. It is not a cheap thing. Right. Um, it is, 
it is expensive. Um, well worth it, in my opinion. Um, but it is, it can be expensive. So we work with the family to understand their financial situation. Um, again, my company does help financially. Um, if an individual has a higher out-of-pocket deductible or an out-of-pocket maximum that can't be met, um, we can kick in. You know, today we, we put a kid into treatment for $3,000. We covered that $3,000 out-of-pocket um, so that he could actually get into the center and start his recovery at 24 years old and get off heroin. Yeah. So there's resources available to people so that they're not just stuck and they shouldn't feel stuck because of finances. And there's always a way to get treatment. It may not be the greatest facility in the world, um, but there is always a way. So we try and help the families find that way, give that information to the interventionist, and then let them do what they do until it's time to go. And then when we get the yes phone call, we call the center, everything's squared away, plane tickets are booked if needed. Uh, we take care of the plane tickets. We really, we do whatever we can to make it as easy as possible for the family to focus on helping their loved one or friend get it done and make the right choice and remove everything else out of their way. Mm. So, um, I guess a couple of things. One of the things I'll have you do is send me all your contact information so that I can put it in the show notes for people. And I don't know if you want to give that here or if you want me just to put it in the show notes, whatever is going to be easiest. And the other thing is, for the listeners, if anybody has any questions for Marcus or any just general questions at all about the insurance or the process or anything like that, you want to send me an email or leave comments in the show notes for this show. And then we'll have Marcus back on to answer some of those questions if you don't mind <laughs> putting you no, on the spot here. That'd be really awesome. So what other types of things do you wish people knew before they called you? Ultimately, that there is always hope. It's, it's the saddest thing to hear, honestly. It's the hardest part of what we do is listening to individuals who feel as though there's no option. They've gone through treatment four times or the mother and father are calling because their son relapsed for the ninth time and they're just sick of it mm. and they can't handle it anymore and they're just done. Um, it's, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Always. You just got to pick the right tunnel. So that's our job. And there's always, there's always an option. You're never out of options. If someone you love, someone you care for, even someone you don't know very well needs treatment, pick up the phone. There's always someone to talk to. There's always some way we can help them. Um, it may not be put them in the best center in, in, in Malibu, California, but um, we will get them into a center if they need it. That's awesome. Yeah, I just want to say one more time, um, I know Marcus personally. I know his wife. And so if anybody wants to call and work with them, go ahead and do that. You're, you're working with somebody whose heart is in helping people. So there is no confusion there whatsoever. Huh. No. What else? What else can you share that you feel like would be really valuable for people to know? I think a really valuable thing is, <laughs> and this is always the, the fun thing, is the insurance piece. That's the tough one. Um, you know, when it comes to treatment, when it comes to, you know, going into rehab, it's all, it's all about the individual. It's too personalized to broadly state anything just because every individual is different and every individual needs something different in order to recover. So, the majority of the issues that we deal with come from insurance and how people understand what their insurance does. So if you're okay with it, I can talk briefly about 
the different types of insurance that are out there that people carry and what everything means. I would love that because it's confusing. <laughs> it still gives me a nosebleed and I own the bank company. So, um, <laughs> so there's every, every policy for the most part um, has an in-network and an out-of-network. The in-network facilities um, for treatments are few and far between. Um, in-network basically means that your insurance company has negotiated a rate, typically a discount, um, 50 to 60% of what the uh, center typically would charge for a cash client. Um, they negotiate that rate, and now they are in-network, meaning that just like your primary care physician or, or any other doctor that you go see, you have to go to the in-network, you pay a copay, and it's done. The other part is the out-of-network. Out-of-network is about 95% of the treatment centers out there um, because proper high level of care is not cheap, um, and the insurance companies obviously don't want to pay out as much. So um, when you're looking at a policy and you look at your, your benefits, you want to look at both in-network and out-of-network. All of our clients who call us that need help with insurance, um, we send them to different people to help them get on insurance um, and tell them, this is the plan that you want. This is what this is the best plan. And just for your listeners, the best plan out there is a health net PPO plan. Health net, you have to call them directly. You can't go to healthcare.gov and get that done. You have to call them directly. But it is the best level of care that you can get as far as insurance is concerned. So with insurance, you have your deductible, which we all know what deductible is. Then you have your out-of-pocket maximum. So in network, we'll have an out-of-pocket maximum and a deductible. Typically, uh, it's between $500 and $3,000. Out of network, <laughs> typically does not have a deductible because the out-of-pocket maximum and this, the coinsurance is what costs you money. So it may be a 70% coinsurance, which is a great plan, which means that the insurance will cover 70% of your stay in treatment. You're responsible for the other 30%. Well, if you're going in for a three-month stay, that's $100,000. That's $30,000 that you technically would owe the insurance company. So what they have in place is out-of-pocket maximums, saying that this is the most that you can come out-of-pocket in a given uh, calendar year. It's not a rolling 12. It's a calendar year. Um, and that typically is a pretty high number. So what we try and do for clients is if they are a best fit for an out-of-network center, and so they have a PPO benefit, but they have a very high out-of-pocket maximum. So, for example, the gentleman we put into treatment today, um, he had a $12,000 out-of-pocket maximum. Obviously, I don't know very many heroin addicts that have $12,000 just laying around. Um, so that was that's not an option, right? So what we do then is we pick our top five treatment centers um, for the individual based on their needs and call them directly and negotiate for them. We'll call them and say, I've got a 24-year-old. This is his third third try. He's going to do 60 to 90 days of treatment. He has a $12,000 out-of-pocket maximum. Um, can we work on terms with him? If I pay $3,000 as a down payment, will you then put him on a payment plan once he leaves the facility? And if they say yes, then great. Then they're part of the conversation moving forward. If they say no, no problem. It's their business, um, but they're then removed from the conversation. So, that's how insurance works, and that's how we work with the people's insurance. Gotcha. And open enrollment's going on right now. That expires January 31st, 2016, right? Correct. What do people do if they've already missed that cutout? What if they're listening and it's two or three months down the road? Well, there are 
there are opportunities um, for, quote, life-changing events. And it's different in every state. Um, like the state of California, for example, a life-changing event would be moving counties, um, which, you know, if you go from L.A. to San Francisco, that's a, that's a move. You now have moved your residency. You can reapply for insurance. Um, if you just lost your job and you lost your insurance because of your job, um, you have that. If you just turned 26 and you're not covered under your parents' plan anymore, you can call, and that's a life-changing event. Um, if you have basically done nothing um, and have not carried insurance for whatever reason, uh, most of the time it's financial reasons, um, there are really no ways to get insurance at this point outside of state-funded stuff. Um, I Legally, I can't tell you how to go get insurance, um, but there are ways to, to work within the system um, so that you can get the coverage that you need in order to, to get the treatment that you require. Okay. So if somebody needs coverage and they have a life-changing event, then it's possible? Absolutely. It's 100% possible. So if, if there's a life-changing event, and every state's different. So again, if you call us um, and tell us that you don't have insurance, but uh, you lost your job or you just moved or whatever it may be, um, you're good there. And I, I can tell you this um, because it's technically legal. Um, there are centers out there that if you're there for 90 days or 180 days and you're there for inpatient into what's considered IOP, so intensive outpatient services, and living in a sober living facility, you have now technically moved into, mm. like as of right now, the state of Arizona. Um, you have moved into the state of Arizona. Um, so the treatment center, uh, one of them that we work with, would basically write the, the letter and say, no, they live here. This is their move. They've moved into Arizona. That move to Arizona allows us to put you on a health net PPO bronze package, which will get you very, very good coverage for treatment. So there are ways around certain things. Um, obviously, everything has to be done legally. We don't want to take advantage of certain situations. But if you do not have insurance and a life-changing event has happened, call us. We'll work with it to make sure that it's uh, a proper life-changing event, and then we can get you in touch with the people who can help you get insurance. Great. What number should they call? It's one eight six six rehab 42 It's 1-866-734-2242. Cool. And I'll put that once again in the show notes too, but I want to make sure it's available on here in case somebody can't get to their computer. This has been really good stuff. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's, uh, hopefully it's, it's helping a, a few people that are listening to, to, to pick up the phone and, and ask some questions because it's, it's a free phone call. It's a confidential phone call. And I, I promise we will never ask you for money. <laughs> so if you need help, pick up the phone. If you have questions, pick up the phone. Do not start Google searching. You'll read a whole bunch of stuff that is not true. So uh, <laughs> I guess that's kind of one of my other uh, heads up for people who are, who are looking. Google can be your best friend. It can also be your worst enemy. And it's kind of like the um, WebMD. If your elbow hurts, all of a sudden you have cancer. Uh, same concept. If you go into Google and start typing in stuff and reading things, um, you're going to learn very quickly that not everything is the same. And that's because there is, like I said, a lot of money in treatment. And you know, when you call an actual center, you're not talking to, most of the time, I should say, you're not talking to someone who's there to help you. You're talking to a salesperson. The salesperson's job is to get you into the center, no matter what. And so it's very important for people to understand that each center is different. They don't care. Some of them do not care about your needs and your needs of your loved one or friend. 
um, that's what we're here for. So be very careful on the old internets. There's a lot of uh, a lot of nonsense out there, unfortunately. Well, and I also really appreciated when we were connecting about this before about how you knew of of different resource centers that when I had Googled, they didn't even come up, at least on the first few pages of Google, but you knew about them. You knew the people that were running them. You knew their story, how much they cared, why they were doing it. So I like, I like that too. If somebody's looking to get help for somebody, they want to know that somebody cares and somebody's going to be on the other end that that's going to want more than just the money. Absolutely. It's putting, it's putting the patient first. And I'll give you my favorite resource, um, is I will recover.com. I will recover.com. Um, yep. I will recover.com. Brandy owns that site and I've known Brandy for, for quite a long time and she lost her brother to heroin and, uh, she has gone full bore, um, at fixing that and giving people options and working with people and getting grants to send out free Suboxone to people who need Suboxone to maintain somewhat of sobriety. She has done a lot of great work, and if your if your listeners need information and aren't ready to make a phone call, I highly recommend going to IWillRecover.com. It's a great website. That's awesome. Would you mind asking and seeing if she'd want to be a guest? She would 100%. Yes. I, <laughs> full disclosure, I'm board of directors for her. Um, okay. <laughs> but she she will absolutely say yes to it. She She kind of bounces ideas off me, and she has a lot of great insight into um, what's happening in our country from a, a heroin perspective, mainly her very, her very, very large focus is heroin, um, and how it's affecting certain states more than others. Um, so I can almost guarantee you she'd love to come on and talk. Okay. And anybody else that you know that you think would be a benefit for people to hear and know about, that would be great too. Yeah. I, there's an interventionist that I'd probably want to set you up with. Um, okay. her name is Wendy and she is, uh, she's local here in Fort Collins. I actually had coffee with her this morning. And uh, she is she's one of those folks that just really cares about people. And she does pro bono interventions locally in Colorado to help people that need it. Um, she's one of the wow. people that we call when we need help, uh, when we are, you know, and you know, we're not doctors. We're just people who care about other people. So if there's an issue where we're going, well, can this actually happen? Um, what's the best way to move here? I call Wendy and ask her. Um, she's a great resource. So I'll ask her to be on as well. That's awesome. Thank you. Of course. Let's see. I think that was like really great content and there's a lot there. Is there anything else that you wanted to make sure that you shared or we covered? The one, one small thing that I would love people to realize is that when, when you're going through treatment and you've made a decision to be sober and I'm, I'm going to talk to the loved ones in the family now, the addicts know loved ones and family typically doesn't. It's very, very important for you to support them after they get out. People make mistakes. It happens. It's about what happens when they remove themselves from that situation and then come back into reality. Think about if you've been using heroin for 10 years to cover up some internal things, some emotional things, you're using it as, as a drug to, to not have to remember about a bad time in your life. And that's gone on for 10 years, all the bad things in 10 years. And in a 30-day period of time, they have uncovered all of that and they are working on all of that in 30 days. It's exhausting. It really, really, truthfully, it's exhausting for individuals. And when they get home, they want to know that you're there. Love them, care for them, and obviously don't enable them. But be there once they're sober, 110%, whatever they need help with, because they're going to go through a very difficult time reacclimating to the life that we live 
you know, walking through a Fry's or a grocery store for those that are not in Arizona, walking through a grocery store and seeing beer and wine and, and alcohol in the grocery store. Mm. If you're an alcoholic, it's extremely difficult to walk by. They need your help at doing so. So the aftercare support from family and friends and loved ones is, is a hundred percent what helps people maintain that sobriety. My hope for these podcasts, I guess, first and foremost, my hope is that, my wish is that none of us needed them. That's just not the reality for the world that we live in. So being what that was, I hope that you found this podcast today informative and useful. And, you know, I pray that you never need Marcus's service, but I'm glad to know that if you do and you're in that situation, that he's there for you. So give him a call. If you're still here and you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. And if you will leave us a review, I know it's very hard on iTunes to leave a review. They do that to keep the trolls out or people that are just looking to be angry and hateful um, because they need attention, I guess. So they make it very difficult. When you do leave a review, though, it helps other people that are in similar situations who are searching for this information. It'll help them find it. So go ahead and leave a review. I hope that you have a fabulous week, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Addiction Support Podcast. Addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. www.addictionsupportpodcast.com.